All right, welcome everybody to Almost Nerdy. I'm Shalom. And I'm Courtney. And on this week's episode, we will be getting hype for Crimes of Grindelwald by recapping Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Yay. Awesome. So, to kick off this episode, we will be sorting ourselves. Sort yourself! <laughs> which is basically just our fun way of saying we're gonna tell you which hogwarts house we're in mm-hmm. 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 so which house are you in okay are we saying what which house we think we should be in or what we've gotten before i'm gonna say which house you think that you're gonna be in because guess what the sorting hat takes into account what house you want to be in true so i think i'm a gryffindor what makes you say you're a gryffindor because I am gutsy and I do stupid things. <laughs> I could definitely see you doing, like, younger you doing the things that Harry did. Absolutely. So, Shlom is not a books person, so mm-hmm. he hasn't actually read the Harry Potter books. I have not. His book knowledge is basically on me because I have read them <laughs> about a million times. My first Harry Potter book, the very first one, is, like, falling apart. That's how many times I've read it. Because <laughs> I love it. Yeah. My books fall apart from neglect. From neglect, from not reading them, mm-hmm. from dust. <laughs> from dust. But now there's something called audiobooks. Hala. It's, so it's good. been very good for Shalom. It's been very good. I've read four books in two months. Well, you've oh, listened. no, I've listened. To, <laughs> why read it when someone can read it for you? <laughs> so back to what I was saying. There's this one chapter mm-hmm. in the very first Harry Potter book, and it's one of the first instances that um, Malfoy and Harry get into a fight and they uh-huh. say that they're going to duel each other like <laughs> at midnight yeah. in the trophy room. Yeah. And that just reminds me of something Shalom definitely would have done when he was 11. Like he definitely at midnight. No, they don't. Malfoy was just setting him up, but Harry actually goes. <laughs> so I could definitely see Shalom doing that. <laughs> I would. I would do that because I'm that stupid. <laughs> I wouldn't say stupid. I would say impulsive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's such a thin line between the two things. <laughs> and you walk that. <laughs> and I walk that line. I, I live that line. And sometimes you fall left, sometimes you fall right. It, that's, it's part of life, you know. Myself, on the other hand, would most definitely be a Ravenclaw. Yay. I love knowledge i love learning yeah if you listen to our podcast at all i basically quote ted talks all the time because i love learning things yeah but i also feel like i identify a little bit as a hufflepuff Mm. like i might be a ravenpuff ravenpuff yeah but if i but if i was just my gut to just choose a house i I would have chosen ravenclaw especially at the age of 11 i definitely would have gone ravenclaw wow yeah, since we're on the on the combining names, I think I would be a Slithergriff. Oh, mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah, because you're also naughty. I'm very ambitious, very ambitious people. <laughs> now that we've sorted ourselves, mm-hmm. before we get into the nerd meter, mm-hmm. what was your favorite Fantastic Beast from the movie? My favorite creature, hands down, is the Thunderbird. Like just beautiful, majestic, um, just amazing, just amazing. I found it. I was, I, if I was to, you know, become a creature, I, I want to be a Thunderbird. That's what I want to be. <laughs> the question wasn't what you would become. It was just which I'm is your just, favorite. Just, you know, but Addison, also, only yeah. a Gryffindor would choose the animal that saves the day at the end of the movie. That is true. <laughs> Loves it. 
Gryffindors so love that. But you know, we don't we don't set out to save the day. It just happened. It just happened. We just happened to save the day. You know, like all the, the Thunderbird was just chilling in in the suitcase. You know, just doing doing its life, and and people were like, look, we need you, and and he was like, oh, I would love to help, man. You know. I also find it really funny that his name is Frank. <laughs> like, like, do you know what I mean? Like right. this majestic bird, right. and then he's like. This is Frank. <laughs> I thought that was funny. If I had to choose a creature, mm. it would by far be the Niffler. the Niffler. I think he's so funny and he's so naughty. Mm. And what I think is the best part about that is I think that that is such a nod to the Harry Potter books because okay. I think that was a really funny animal that mm-hmm. we never got to see in the movies. Yeah. And it was in the book. It was so funny. Um, Hagrid had his care of magical creatures class and he mm-hmm. gives them nifflers and they had to like collect <laughs> as much stuff and the kid uh-huh. with the most like one. Um, but you never really got to see those classes except yeah. for the one with the hippogriff in mm. the movies. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you kind of miss out on that part yeah. of yeah. the magical fun. So it was cool to see all the creatures that were in the other books. But I think that that was really a nod um, to the original to the original series. Yeah. yeah. So. That's and so I just love that they're naughty. He's just so naughty. They're so naughty. When but he made cute, the eye though. contact, they're cute. He makes eye contact with Newt like a bunch of times, yeah. and then does something <laughs> naughty right. immediately after. I'm like, you're you're intentionally doing that, and I love it. It's like Zimmy sometimes. Yeah, Zimmy does that. Our dog does that. Yeah, she'll look at us and then do something naughty mm-hmm. on purpose. Mm-hmm. But she's a good dog for the most part. So when she does something wrong, she really wants to do something wrong. That's why she makes the eye contact. She does. That's why I like the Niffler. Mm-hmm. Reminds us of our dog. It does. <laughs> so should we move <coughs> on to the nerd meter? Yeah, let's move on to the nerd meter. Um, what's the nerd meter for today? The nerd meter today is one, two. I can name the core and type of wand and length of all the major Harry Potter characters. So that's a 10. Wow. Yeah. I would rate it as I made those wands. Wow. Mm-hmm. I made them. I made those So wands. you're like Ollivander and can like, yeah. you know. I know. I know he it. He knows everyone. I know He's it. Old. I know it. You yeah. know it. Yeah. So what is that on the scale? <laughs> that's an eight. <laughs> an eight? An eight is I made them? So what would a 10 be? A 10 would be. I gather all the materials. Like I go hunting and I find the phoenixes and the unicorns and all those things to create the cores. And then I then like make the wands. And you so chop I'm them like, down, chop down the trees? I thought you said it that way. Like, <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I do. I do. I do. But then the trees like magically grow back up. Conservation people. No, I didn't mean it that way. I was just like, yeah. do you, all, you do every part of it. Yes. Conservation people. <laughs> I I do all of that. I do all the work. I pull it together, you know. Or, or I have an organization that does that. And that's what we do. You know, we roll like that, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you would give it an eight is what you're saying. I would give it an eight. See, you're funny. I would also give it an eight. But uh-huh. I was going to say that my eight is I can look at all the ones and, like, identify who they belong to. But I don't necessarily know what's the core of each of the wand and what wow. they're made of. Wow. But I can identify all of them. And that's an eight for me. Wow. I would give it an eight. But 
to be honest, if you asked me originally what I thought of the movie, I would have given it a five. Wow. I would have been like, I don't know what a wand is. Wow. I would wow. be like, is that stick a wand? And I would give it a five. Mm. And I think my reason for that would be, I feel like when I went in, it felt the same as Harry Potter. Like, mm. I feel like you could tell it was the same world. But right. at the same time, like it was in the U.S., mm. wasn't mm. in London anymore. Right. So you had like some differences there. I just felt like the characters weren't as likable mm. as they were in Harry Potter. Like I felt mm. like the kids were just fun to follow mm. through. You had Dumbledore and all that. And I felt like this time, New and Tina, like they're pretty rough around the edges. Mm. Like, Tina is just a straight-up jerk to Newt basically mm. the entire movie until yeah. you finally get to the point where you realize that she lost her job mm. as an or mm. because she was trying to do something good for Credence. Mm. And Newt, he even went in the one conversation with, with Jacob, he says that most people find him annoying. Mm. But mm. once I watched this movie again and I started really thinking about, like, why didn't I like this the first time around? Like the story, the story's good. Yeah. The graphics are good. Everything mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like I thought that it was a good movie. It definitely revealed like a pretty like ugly place in my heart where mm -hmm. I noticed that like if a hero doesn't look a certain way, mm -hmm. suddenly I'm, I'm not as into the story. Mm -hmm. I just think it was cool that JK Rowling decided that this time her story was going to be about people like that again i think jk rowling is the type of writer who likes writing about like the underdog and i think that newt and tina are the underdogs like mm, they mm. you know they're the down and out people yeah. even jacob he's another yeah. character he's a lot more likable i think he's more charismatic but even him you know he he was really down on his luck he was in the war he's a war hero he was in there for too long and he couldn't get ahead in life because of that mm. um mm. so yeah i think the things that i didn't like about it mm -hmm. i now really like about it wow. i like seeing stories from different perspectives i like that we're getting to see a character that maybe most people either wouldn't talk to yeah in life because they yeah. might find them rude or annoying mm. It's teaching us a new way of understanding them. And yeah. I, I really appreciate that. So I don't really have a particular thing that I did not like. I gave the movie an eight because it was a really great movie. It's not like a super special movie. I wouldn't say, wow, this is a movie world changing, you know, uh, performance. It's not. It's not. It's, it's a continuation of something that's already been there. It's almost like trying to fill big shoes. And I don't know if it did that. I don't think, like, I mean, I doubt that it did, but like, it's just, it's a great movie. And so, so what I, what I would say is, is, you know, we definitely had to watch it twice to appreciate it. I, I would say, you know, if you did not like it and you gave it a low score, go and watch, go and watch it again, you know, and, and, and see what you think. Yeah. I think the other thing that I really like about it that I didn't really appreciate the first time around mm -hmm. was that this is really the classic J.K. Rowling style. Right. So at the very beginning, it shows Grindelwald. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why at the end I was so surprised that Grindelwald showed up. 
right. because a he was right in the beginning literally the first scene was about grindelwald <laughs> and then she just drops it but that's right. what jk rowling does right she will have these little hints these little things that you need to pay attention to because it mm. will come back mm. later that was actually something the first time around that i didn't like i didn't like that grindelwald was brought around right but when you think about it he was the big bad mm. before voldemort so I actually think that this whole movie was leading us in that direction. Uh-huh. Again, she does that. Like, that's her writing style. She leaves all these little clues. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm really excited for the next movie as well, because mm-hmm. I think that there have been a lot of clues that were left this time uh-huh. that are going to show up next time. Wow. I think some of the things are Lita Lestrange. Mm-hmm. I think she is going to pop up in the next movie. They made a comment about how Newt is a little brother and that his mm-hmm. older brother is a war hero. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's going to pop up again. Yes. Because now I think yes. we're basically heading to war. You can see that Grindelwald doesn't have the Elder Wand yet. So yes. that's probably going to happen in the next movie. Wow. So we're looking at a pretty epic series. I think it's going to be a trilogy, most yeah. likely. Uh-huh. If I was just to guess what they're going to do. Right. I think it's most likely going to be a trilogy. Mm-hmm. And... It's eventually going to end with Dumbledore defeating him. Yes. Because we already, we yes. know what happens based on what Dumbledore tells Harry yes. in the other books and what yes. we hear from a history of magic. So back to this movie and not so much jumping ahead and what I think will be in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just very much her style, giving these clues. Um, you also have silly fun, but there's also a deeper conversation. Um, mm-hmm. We'll talk about that more when we get to themes. But I think that she is a very empathetic person. And I think that she tries to give her characters that empathy and mm-hmm. help people to understand how other, what others believe and what others yeah. go through. And I think that that is really um, cool. But again, back to this movie without jumping forward. Mm-hmm. I think there were some really great nods yeah. to the Harry Potter universe, things that yeah. we would know to draw us in. Like you see new use different spells that we are just familiar with as Harry Potter people. We right. just know certain spells. Right. And he uses those right off the bat. And mm-hmm. I think that was to kind of familiarize us with a new place. And I also just like the nods to there's American culture and there's British culture. Right. You know, they call they call them nomads, or I guess we call them nomads. Shalom, you would probably call them muggles. Muggles, yeah. That's what you would call them. I would, yeah. So, <laughs> so the <laughs> the whole like nomad and yeah. muggle conversation reminded me a lot of <laughs> when Shalom and I first got married. He texted me. He's like, "Hey, can you pick up tissues on your way home?" So I pick up like Kleenexes, and he's like. No, we're out of tissues. I'm like, these are tissues. He was talking about <laughs> toilet paper. And I was like, <laughs> most most words are pretty interchangeable. Like, you can have a full conversation and, and know what you're talking about. But right. I right. just thought that that was really cool. Yeah. Um, as or, someone or, who is yeah. in a, like, you know, we're both from different cultures. Yes. We yes. speak the same language, both yes. fluent in English, but there are minor differences. And mm-hmm. I thought that that mm-hmm. was really cool. I thought that was a nice touch there. Um, to pull us in. Yeah. Like car park and parking lot. That one's easier than tissue. Yeah. yeah I mean, some people Tissue's didn't the get what I, what I meant when I said car park. They were like, you mean like a park where you like take your car <laughs> yeah, but to? You're, like, you're saying car yeah. park. You literally, like the words are there. It's right. where you park your car. Yeah. 
But then here, like, you've got... And you okay. say movie house. I like movie that. House. I think that sounds and way classier than movie theater. And trolleys. He does say trolley. Trolleys. For the gro- when we get the grocery cart. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, again, I love that that was just a really, like, clever, yeah. clever thing to have there. Mm-hmm. Even the fact that um, Makusa, it's a Congress... And they have mm-hmm. a president, yes. just like in the United States, we have yes. that as mm-hmm. opposed to England, where right. they've got a ministry. So it made right. sense to have a minister of magic there. So I really mm-hmm. like that there were differences between yeah. cultures. And I like <laughs> that we got to expand the universe of Harry Potter, things that we've always been asking for. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I just thought it was great. I really liked it. How about you, Shalom? If I'm going to pinpoint on one thing that I loved, it's when Newt and Jacob go into the suitcase. Mm. And and they, they go into this world. I just love that. I just like I just love like other worlds. I just love the idea of just stepping into this world where it's like there were animals, there were colors, there were like and everything was so different, but it was like so safe as well. And it was just nice. It was cool. Except when they saw the obscurus, that was scary. Yeah, but scary. the whole experience was just like so cool. Just like, you know, having Having that sort of experience just changes your worldview. And I, I just, I love that. I, I'm obsessed with that. If you make a movie that has that and you do it well, you have me. You've got me there. You know, and they, they definitely had me on that scene. And so, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the relationship between uh, Newt and Jacob. So awesome. So many funny moments. Jacob is hilarious. Mm. And so I, I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed him, you know, you know, kind of like he really likes Queenie. And so that whole <laughs> relationship is so funny. So, yeah, if I, if I was to pinpoint on one thing that I love from this movie, that, that, that would be it. It's that that scene was fabulous. Yeah, I like that, too, because we are in kind of like the human world so much of it. So it was nice to have that real mm. fantasy part. So in Harry Potter, we're almost never in the muggle world. We're almost always at Hogwarts. Yes. So there's lots of magic around. Mm -hmm. Whereas this time we we are in the nomad world. Nomad. (laughs) It's so lame compared to Muggle. Muggle sounds (laughs) so much better. But I'm going to go with it. I'm going to be proud of my Americanness and just go with nomad. Nomad. Because to be honest, when I think about it, if there were wizards in the U.S., Mm -hmm. we would say nomad. Like that. I just think we would. Right. Do you think, do you think, it's a play on words with nomad and the fact that like Americans moved from Europe. I think it's just no magic. Oh, it's okay, like no okay. dash. That's that's more obvious. <laughs> I like your deep thinking though. <laughs> Since we're thinking deep, I feel clever. I feel a little clever. Yeah, that felt that really clever. <laughs> so moving on, while we're into uh, deep thoughts, <laughs> shalom. What um what themes did you pull out of this movie? Okay, so the first theme is take a second look. And I I'm gonna share a little bit of my experience with some of the creatures that I saw. Honestly, the grab horn freaked me out. So so this this is like a creature that's like it's like a it's got claws, it's huge, it's got claws, and it's got like a mouth that has these tentacles on it. And it's just creepy looking. And and I'm sure as I describe this, you're thinking of a movie that you've seen at some point in your life that made you not sleep well at night. And and that freaked me out. But 
And I took a second look, and the little one, the littler one, because they're all huge, the, the baby. baby one, comes over um, to Jacob, and it's just, like, so cute. And it's, like, they're feeding it. I just, for me, like, I was, like, wow, let me take a, like, it's almost, like, let me take a second look at this. Let me, let me almost, like, almost, I don't know what it's like with us human beings. Sometimes you see something, and your initial reaction is, like, I don't like this. And then you're like, yeah, but it's kind of cute. It's kind of <laughs> cute. And I think that, like, there are things that in our world that we have been taught to hate and to be like, this is ugly, this is disgusting, or this is scary, this thing wants to eat you. Mm. But I feel like as human beings, if we teach ourselves when we see something that makes us uncomfortable, taking that second look to say, wow, what am I missing here? What, what, am, I, what am I, like, not seeing uh, you could see something that's really awesome, something that opens up your worldview. Um, and I think that's such a theme, even with the whole movie, is that the movie makes us take a second look. We need, like, or rather, you need to take a second look in order to really appreciate it. So that's a, such a theme for me. Mm. And fun fact about grab horns uh-huh. from the book that J.K. Rowling wrote, uh-huh. uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, mm. Um, their horn can actually be used as special antidotes. So this wow. thing that was being killed, mm-hmm. you know, Newt yeah. says that these are the last breeding pair mm-hmm. and they would have gone extinct. That's something that benefits us. Like yeah. that's something that benefit or not us. <laughs> I get so caught us. up. I'm like, as a Ravenclaw, it benefits me to have this knowledge. It's real. That world is real. It's I believe real. it. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a real Potter fan. As I tear up over here thinking about it, I'm like, we almost lost them. (laughs) But anyway, you know, yeah, I like that. Like, sometimes we risk losing something because we're afraid of it. Like, we risk losing a culture. We risk losing whatever because Mm -hmm. we're afraid of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and I mean, coming out of that, uh, there's there's conservation. You know, when, when you really think about but wow, like we need to be more careful with animals. We need to be more careful with the world. I feel like we we have this God complex that we have as as human beings, um, where we can we can kill whatever we want, we can eat whatever we want, we can do whatever we want with no consequence. But I'm learning to be honest, and I'm not I'm not standing on a soapbox. I'm not better than anybody else. Um, I'm learning this as well, like. Yeah, we, we need to have that conversation between hunting and poaching and, and what what can we hunt and 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 also like what are the animals that are protected that hey you cannot do not touch these animals. And I think that like you you see you see such a theme in that, like when he's he's talking about the grab horns and those four grab horns were the very last of their kinds. And it's just sad to think about like wow, like people people like you know, they felt entitled to, to murder those animals. And it goes back to my first theme, which is like, because they look so scary and they look so, you know, in quote, dangerous, they felt entitled to murder those animals. And I love how Newt says the most dangerous creature on earth is the human being. Mm-hmm. As humans, we've done a lot of damage in the name of ad- like advancement or, or modernization. Mm. Where we want to, we want to see all of these things, but we are not counting the cost in terms of the impact it has on the environment, on mm-hmm. animals, on ourselves, on future generations. 
And I think that it's high time that we we turn around and we look at ourselves. And I'm including myself in this, so so don't see me as being judgmental uh, because I'm really not. I'm I'm regretting a lot of even little things, you know, like buying certain things and and you know doing certain things. Some of the things I'm figuring out what that looks like for me right now and and for us as a couple, we're we're figuring that out in terms of, you know. You know, we talked about straws and weird things like that. Like, it's it's something that we are reevaluating, and I think that this needs to be a global conversation in terms of how do we do better. And that's something that really jumped out at me when I was watching this because I fell in love with that suitcase and that world in the suitcase and just knowing that, wow, these animals are, it's actually, it's a sanctuary. They're hiding from mankind, and that's sad. Mm. And I think... That also goes to show just how much zoos do. I think a lot of people yeah. think of zoos as either a place that is like it's a captive for the animals. A showcase. Almost. Yeah, a showcase. But actually, a lot of places are um, they're sanctuaries. They're wow. they're for wow. the last of their kinds. They're mm. for they're helping with endangered species with breeding projects. They're helping to um, teach people actually. Wow. And also, wow. the funny thing about animals that I think a lot of people forget, I was um, reading this article by a, a conservationalist, and they were talking about a zoo. The things that animals really need are the proper amount of space, mm. food, and yeah. shelter. If they have those things, they are happy. Like, mm. they actually, some people are like, well, they need room to roam. It's like, no, they roam because they're looking for food or shelter but if they have right. it they're gonna stay where they are because right. Right. they're like anything else they right. you put out the least amount of energy that you yeah. have to that's really so they're very happy they actually are living a very good life wow in zoos wow. being taken wow. care of by people by people who care about them mm -hmm. um and for all of you who don't know guys people who work in zoos don't make that much money they're mm. actually living on donations I was, like i was wondering about yeah, that. yeah it's, it actually reminds me a lot of a um, ministry <laughs> like right. they live on donations what people give right um that's their salary they don't make very much money yeah. but they get to work with amazing animals yes so that's yes. really cool that's my that's awesome. soapbox i had I went to a college that had a yeah. lot of conservationists, a lot of animal behavior people, Del and a lot Val. of them. <laughs> yes, I went to Delaware. Shout Del out to Delaware. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Delaware Valley. Now university. It was college when I went there. Yeah. But now they're university. Yeah. So I think that conservation was really a big theme in this yeah. movie. Yeah. So the theme that stuck out the most for me was inspired by Credence. Mm. I just felt like... The fact that he was becoming an obscurial, mm -hmm. the fact that he was hiding something and it, it literally was exploding out of him. It was literally mm. exploding out of him. And he actually liked being destructive. Like, I think wow. at first it was hurting him, but at the end, mm. you know, there's the one part where Graves is like, I can help you with this. I can help you control this. And he's like, I don't mm. want to control it. Mm. He actually likes being destructive. Right. And I think that that can happen to us as people. I think mm. that sometimes we can bottle something up so much that we're relieved when it explodes and yeah. we cause damage. Yeah. And I think yeah. that we can almost find 
pleasure in that because we can be mm. like, no, you're getting what you deserve because I've had to hide this. I've had to wow. like bottle up my resentment against you because you've been, you know, speaking poorly to me for a long time. Right. And when you finally explode, you're like, well, they deserved it. Wow. But it's like if you just have the conversation and you don't cause any damage, mm -hmm. it's actually more beneficial. Right. Right. It's actually more beneficial if you do that. Hmm. But I think sometimes we can find pleasure in that. And it almost gives us a justification. Like we can yeah. feel like the world is against me. So I can just scream back at the world mm. and you can end up hurting people right. who weren't even part of it at all. Right. <laughs> you know, I think right. about, and again, going back to the, to the movie, like I think about the part when Credence is like, he's knocking down buildings and everything. Mm. And he's, he's going into the, um, he's going into the subway, but he's right. like, <laughs> there's like those police officers, like they're not part of that. They, yeah. they weren't beating him. Mm -hmm. They didn't do any of that. It was actually his adoptive mom who was doing that. Yeah. Like she was causing all the pain. She was suppressing his magic. Mm -hmm. She was suppressing who he was, but he felt like it was the world against him. He yeah. felt like that, and he felt like that gave he him a right to right. be destructive. It does speak, didn't. however, though, to people who are in authority. Like, if you do that to children and you teach them to suppress, mm. that's going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And because really, an obscurious was because parents were hiding their children's powers. Mm -hmm. You know, and a lot of it is kids. It was kids under 10. Yeah. So Credence is a special case here. And, and so, yeah, they, there is responsibility to to and not just parents but people in power to allow people to be able to express themselves and express it i think well well like to teach people yeah. to process yeah well yeah and kind of going along with this same theme right i think you see something similar with grindelwald he his character finally comes out at the end like you know the whole movie he's undercover as graves and then he comes at the end of Grindelwald and you can hear it in the, like that grand speech he gives at the end yeah. where he's like, we had to kill mm -hmm. this kid mm. out mm. of fear. Like this was right. someone who was so powerful. Right. And he would have he could have really helped magic kind. But we killed him out of fear of what humans would do when really we're the more powerful. Mm -hmm. And I think that that comes back to him having to conceal himself. I right. think it comes out in bad ways. Right. He took it in that way. Um, and you can see the mm -hmm. same like when you read the Harry Potter books. Right. You know, Dumbledore was a close friend of Grind Grindelwald. They mm -hmm. wanted to start a revolution so right. that magic could be above people right and they both had different reasons for it grindelwald right. just felt like it wasn't fair that he basically had to like hide himself right. from the world mm -hmm. whereas dumbledore his sister was also like she also was in the same place where she tried to suppress her magic mm -hmm. because she was afraid of it she was afraid of people her mm -hmm. mom had died right. and her dad ended up going to azkaban because he took the fall for her right and that his family was pulled apart. Dumbledore's family was pulled apart and he yeah. blamed the fact that they were in hiding for mm. that. Mm -hmm. And I think from both of those sides, you can see why they would come up with a slogan for the greater good mm. because they feel like in order for things to be more fair, right. 
sometimes you lose people along the way. Right. But I'm glad that Dumbledore, being the wise person that he was, mm -hmm. came around. Right. And he didn't end up going down that path because I think he felt morally it was wrong. Right. Um, whereas Grindelwald, on the other hand, mm. he wanted the power because he felt entitled to it. Yeah. He felt like, yeah. you know, instead of wanting to share the world with others mm -hmm. and that this was the most peaceful solution, mm -hmm. he felt like it would be better if they were all out in the open and instead right. they owned humans. Yeah. Right. Muggles. Right. It, it's such an interesting conversation, you know, where it's like, wow, like, you know, they went into hiding because they were being persecuted. And, and, and so you kind of get why he was reacting the way he, he was. I, I also think it, it sets the stage for a conversation around the fact that nomadges, uh, muggles, um, they actually were persecuting, mm -hmm. you know, witches and wizards and so forth. And, and I think that, I think that it does make sense why he reacts the way he does. I get it. Not the best response, not yeah. the right response, yeah. but it does create a good conversation. And, and <laughs> there's so many themes around that. I, mm -hmm. I, I find that very interesting. I, I like, I find it interesting when movies take, do that when they they talk about you know the idea of you know human beings did that did this to us and so we're in hiding now we want revenge we mm -hmm. want dominance you see the same thing in halloween town and i'm segue but it does there's almost like those themes pop up in movies a lot of times where people go into hiding you know or rather uh, wizards and witches and sp special and different people going to hiding but sometimes the result of some of that persecution is some people lash out and do stupid mm -hmm. things. Um, but I do get why they feel that way. Um, I don't condone the, the response, though. Mm. Yeah. So as, we, as we're talking about, like, the next one, you know, obviously there's the big question, or rather the, the, <laughs> the, the, the big outcry of many, you know, fans is that Johnny Depp is going to be central in the next movie. Mm -hmm. um, what are your feelings on that? Do you feel like this is like the dumbest thing, like they shouldn't do that, or are you for it? To be honest, I'm kind of neutral. Okay. I, I don't really care either way. Okay. I think I, at first, I was kind of like, what the heck is Johnny Depp doing here? When I saw <laughs> it in theaters, I was, I was just kind of annoyed by it. Because I didn't, I just wasn't expecting it to go in that direction. So right. I was just very confused. But now, again, as as I said, I think I've had like a change of heart since watching it again. And I, I really don't mind that it's Johnny Depp. Like yeah. I, I like yeah. Johnny Depp. Do I think that he's kind of been pigeonholed a little bit recently into just these like weird roles? So do I think that Grindelwald is gonna be very Johnny Deppish, mm. very like? weird maybe mad hatter style yeah yeah i do think it's probably gonna go that way mm. but guys let's face it grindelwald was freaking nuts like <laughs> i'm not like I, yeah. I don't know like if yeah. he's kind of like the mad hatter like mm -hmm. i'm not too worried about mm -hmm. that like i think he's right. just kind of weird i i've talked to a bunch of people about it mm -hmm. and some harry potter fans are like yeah whatever like this is a di this is fantastic beast like i don't care as much about it and other mm. people are like no i do not want Johnny Depp in this movie i think that he is <laughs> overrated they just right. picked him for a shock factor mm. so 
personal mm. opinion, I don't really care. I think he's going to do a good job. Yes. I think yes. it's going to be fine. I love the look. Yeah. With the, he looks cray. With the, with the blonde <laughs> hair. Like, he looks crazy. The two color eyes. That yeah, he freaks me crazy. out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and he acts crazy really well. Like, he's really good at that. I, I for me, I'm like, I'm, I don't care. I don't care. Um, there are people who f- who might feel like it's a sellout. I just for me, it's it's all about does he do a good job? Will he do well? Don't get too obsessed with everything he's done before that. Let's learn to separate performances. It's, he was pirates, phenomenal, amazing. Um, you know, Alice in Wonderland, it was good. It was mm-hmm. good. Like I, I I loved it, but I just feel like it's just his unique, like just crazy nature that he can bring out so naturally. I'm excited to see that. And he feels more stern. I don't know if that's the right word. Or Mm. serious. There's a seriousness to his personality that I think we might not have seen before that he's going to bring out in the next movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's going to be a very serious role. Yeah, very Um, serious. I don't know if you saw the trailer or not, but they do show the Elder Wand. Mm-hmm. In one of the scenes. It was a very mm-hmm. brief scene. But they do show the Elder Wand. So we do know he's going to get that. Yeah. So he's yeah. probably going to steal that in the next movie. But yeah, I am the things that I'm most interested in, it looks like Newt is a really, really powerful wizard. Yes. And just from yes. the previews, like, yes. he's really, he's really fighting. Mm. Like, he looks like he's just a really powerful wizard. Yes. But I also find that kind of refreshing, though, because... Before with the Harry Potter movies, it's like we're literally following a child. Like, mm. think about how much stronger like an adult mm. wizard is, mm-hmm. who who right. is like one of these people who studied dragons. So like, right. he's got to be pretty daring, right? Right. right. <laughs> so he's got to be pretty strong. Yeah. Um. I just I think that that's gonna be really interesting to yes. see to see what that's like. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see, you know. The fight scenes, you know, I'm, I'm all about fights. You and know, I feel like, like the graphics have finally graphics, caught up yes, to where, like, yes. the last two Harry Potter movies, the Deathly Hallows, mm-hmm. the two parts of that, I felt like that finally caught up to, like, mm-hmm. where the first movie wanted to be. Yes. But it just, yes. the technology just wasn't there yet. So I think yes. that that's also really exciting. Yeah, and to some people, it, it is a turn off, I guess. You know, people get nostalgic. Um, and I get it. I get. I get where they're coming from. At the same time, I'm like, wow, you're missing out on something truly great. Like it's a great. It's gonna be great. I love this movie. Not a ten for me. Uh, not hyper special, but I think they have potential to push it a bit in the next movie. Yeah, I agree. I think mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to that. All right, so we're gonna wind up. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. As always, we enjoy discussing movies and we love it when you guys like respond and share your opinions because your opinions, um, they help us to like really think through the next series, like in the next or the next movie or whatever we're discussing. Um, we, we love interacting with you guys. So thank you so much for that. So last week we talked about Hocus Pocus and next week we will be heading to the movie theaters to watch The Nutcracker and The Four Realms. So if you're interested in it, make sure you see it before you listen to our podcast because we will spoil the heck out of it. We will. I'm giving you notice. With no shame. With no shame. I won't be ashamed. Will you be ashamed? I will not be ashamed. What's shame? (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us on this nerdy journey. We will catch up next week. See you next Thursday. Game over.